You're listening to the Pastor Writer Podcast, conversations on reading, writing, and the Christian life. I'm your host, Chase Replogle. Let me offer you an official welcome to 2021. I'm excited to bring you what I'm calling my prologue to the new year episode. It's a monologue with some reflections on starting off the new year, the work that lies ahead for the next 12 months, and also some really important updates I have about the podcast and some of the resources around the podcast. If you're a longtime listener, uh, I think you'll be excited about some of the updates. If you're new to the show, hopefully there's plenty for you as well, too. As always, thanks for listening. I can't wait to get this year started. And I'm so excited about what God has in store for this show, for my own writing, but also for the work you're doing. I'm looking forward to hearing about what you've got planned for 2021. A prologue to a new year. Well, it's the first full week of 2021, and I wanted to do a kind of prologue episode for what's to come this year on the Pastor Writer Podcast. I've been thinking a lot about prologues this week because this past Sunday, I began to preach from a new book of the Bible. At Bento Church, where I pastor, we're going to be spending the majority of 2021 working our way through the Gospel of John. John's Gospel begins with what is often referred to as a prologue, and for me as a writer, it's fascinating the way that it works in John's Gospel. John begins his Gospel account with these words, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Before John jumps into the story of John the Baptist and the first appearance of Jesus Christ, he opens his book with this prologue poem. That's what traditionally commentators have referred to it as, a prologue. One of the things I've done in past episodes is to try to share with you some of the amazing things I see the biblical writers doing in their books and how we can do the same thing as writers today. We can still learn from the craft of the biblical writers who were writing thousands of years ago. John has a reputation for being obviously interested in the literary quality of his work. Many of the biblical authors do, but John seems to be particularly interested in the craft. Eugene Peterson, in his excellent book, Subversive Spirituality, calls St. John a pastor, theologian, and poet. The prologue is a great example of a literary techniques that writers are still using today in all sorts of works. Let me give you an example. And I also owe you an apology. I've realized lately that most of the works that I turn to, particularly when it's movies, are Disney movies. Uh, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, so Disney is just sort of a part of the air that we breathe in this house. Uh, Quite literally, I mean that. This past week, while driving around, my kids were watching the animated Beauty and the Beast. I got to listen to it from the driver's seat. There are actually several movies that I've listened to multiple times but never actually seen. Beauty and the Beast is one I've both listened to and seen. Beauty and the Beast opens with a prologue. You might not remember it, but it's an important part of the setup for how the movie works. On screen is an old, worn book of fairy tales. 
And as the pages turn, a narrator tells the tale of a handsome but vain prince who is cursed to become the beast, a spell which could only be broken through true love. After this prologue, we are introduced to Belle, walking around in her provincial town, a little town full of little people, as she puts it. The prologue helps us recognize that Belle's story is going to somehow collide with this fairy tale story of the beast, a world of magic and curses and love set against her world of little people in a little town and everyday routines. We know more about what's to come than Belle does, which ups the stakes. The stakes of the story and our anticipation of the conflict to come are immediately raised by these two contradictory images, the prologue making it possible. Without the prologue, the story starts off in the ordinary but boring world of Belle's existence. The prologue takes it to another level and sets it in an entirely different context. Novels use this technique all the time to give some form of a dramatic, action-filled opening scene, and then taking us back into the everyday, mundane world of the protagonist, the hero. We wonder how those two will eventually come together, and we set up the plot tension that opens the book. John does this exact literary move to open up his gospel. John will eventually turn to the image of a backwoods preacher wearing camel hair and eating locusts and baptizing people on the fringes of polite society, literally in the wilderness. But he sets it alongside this poetic and epic prologue. This will not be a story about the margins of society, though it will include those places. This will be a story which reaches back prior to creation itself. It will be a story about a person a person who was with God in those prehistoric times, but who is also God himself, who is the word of God. Those two images set side by side, this appearance of the marginal John the Baptist announcing Jesus has come, and this epic prologue setting the context for universal salvation history, helps us recognize just how much is at stake in this story of Jesus and how John will spend his gospel helping us to see that this Galilean peasant wandering teaching was so much more than many recognized him to be. I was so moved by the way that John does this, setting these two images together with this prologue, and helping his readers recognize the stakes of the story that they're about to read, that it got me thinking a lot about how often we fail to recognize the stakes of the story that we find ourselves a part of. Particularly this year, it feels hard to see the stakes of what's happening around us. 2020 has been a grind, and most of what I've heard as people have been rushing it as quickly off as possible is that we have a great risk of losing the bigger story of our own day. The challenge of this year has been a kind of spiritual complacency that I've sensed setting in in my own life, in my congregation, and elsewhere. A kind of spiritual quarantine, if you will. As so many of our plans and our goals were canceled or disrupted, it's been easy to just settle into the waiting and just hope for better days to come when we can get back to doing the things that matter. That's a really dangerous trap for us to fall into. We start to imagine and tell ourselves that we'll get back to the important things later when things are more normal, whatever that means or if that ever actually happens. So this past Sunday, as we began our look at the life of Jesus for this year in the Gospel of John, 
Our church made this commitment to ourselves as individuals, but also collectively, that we were going to use this new year and the Gospel of John as our path to do it as an opportunity to grow in our knowledge and experience of Christ. We would push back against this urge to complacency and instead deepen our commitment to grow and experience Him and His grace in new ways. As John patiently writes his way into fulfilling that first promise of his prologue, Jesus revealed to be God, God of creation, so too we have patiently committed ourselves to praying that the Holy Spirit would deepen our own experience and help us to receive more of Christ in this year. But we all had a sense that that would take a commitment and maybe some sort of new action or new discipline to solidify that commitment. That this is not a time where those new works come easy. It takes a kind of intentionality to see them through. My guess is you've probably been thinking about the things to come in this year. Your hopes, your expectations, maybe you're a goal setter or a New Year's resolution kind of person and you've been writing them down somewhere. I too have some things planned for this new year and some important announcements, some updates to give you about the podcast. So I thought what I would do with this first episode, in addition to talking about prologues, was offer you a a few updates and a few things to come in the next few weeks as together we start off a new year. Number one, I have officially finished my manuscript on the five masculine instincts. That's been about a 12-month project, and as many of you know, comes out of about a two-year project where I had worked on a manuscript on the life of Samson, which has now become one chapter in the new book. Long story, go back and listen to some of the previous episodes if you're interested. But really to say I've finished the manuscript is not entirely accurate. I have a draft of the manuscript, but I'm now working through about my third round of revisions to it. And I'm scheduled to hand it off to a new publisher in just a couple of months. As some of you may remember, this project came about in partnership with Zondervan, but I received the difficult news this past summer that they were terminating that contract, and I made the decision to keep writing and keep working on the project, believing that another publisher would come along. In addition to now knowing when that manuscript is due to a publisher, I also have a tentative release date. The book should come out the first quarter of 2022. Now, That sounds like forever away, which was my reaction as well. But as I've learned, the publishing process is really a big complicated lesson in patience, and it has its reasons. I wish I could give you a little more information. My agent and everyone else says that it's best to wait to give all of the details until the official paperwork has been signed, though as I've learned, that doesn't always guarantee anything either. But heeding their collective wisdom, I should have a more detailed announcement for you about that publishing opportunity in the next few weeks, but it will be a big part of the work ahead for me in 2021. Second, I already have some great interview episodes lined up for 2021 that I'm excited about. Uh, I took a break over the holiday season, and I'm excited to get back into that routine of bringing you those conversations weekly again. Next week, I'll be releasing the first of the interview episodes and should be able to do it weekly for the entirety of the year. In the meantime, I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about guests that I should have on, topics you would like to see covered, any ideas you have about what you would like included this year in the podcast. You're always welcome to email me those. Um, I personally get emails at chase at pastorwriter.com. I love being able to hear what you're working on, what you like about the show, what you would like to see more of in the show, and I try to respond to all of those emails that I get, thanks to those of you who have emailed me in the past. Also with that, um, I have updated my list of recommended books for writers. That's something I have on the Pastor Writer website at pastorwriter.com slash writing. 
There have been some really great new writing books out over the last 12 to 18 months, and I felt like I needed to get those included because they do make my list of recommendations. And also in that PDF you'll get, I've added some of the curated list of writing episodes from the last two and a half years of the podcast. Some of those are my top interviews about writing, but then also all of the monologues that I've done in the past about writing. So if you're really interested, part of your New Year's goals is being more serious or more focused about your writing. That new PDF is a great place to start for finding books and past episodes to encourage you or inspire you or just help you learn something new about that process. Again, you can find it at pastorwriter.com slash writing. The third update I want to give you is really a big one and the primary one I wanted to draw your attention to. This year, I'll be launching a brand new resource for Pastor Writer called the Pastor Writer's Insider Facebook Group. It's a closed group that I'm launching to help facilitate better conversations for writers about the work they're doing and the work I'm doing. It'll be the most in-depth writing resource that I provide and include real-time video updates on the Five Masculine Instinct books, but also works by members and uh, an opportunity for us to grow together as writers, probably some special interviews Many of you who have listened to the Pastor Writer podcast for a long time have seen how recently I've been expanding the interviews I do to really just books and topics that I find interesting. Not always are those specifically conversations on writing. What I want this Insiders Facebook group to be is the most focused information I provide on writing. Those episodes will still come to the Pastor Writer podcast, but if you want to take it a step deeper, if you want to be able to ask questions and get feedback... This Insiders Facebook group will be the perfect place to do that. Now, to help kick off the group, I have a special members-only Zoom interview with Mark Batterson coming up next month. You'll be able to jump on the Zoom call, ask Mark any questions that you have about writing and publishing, but you'll need to be a part of that Insiders Facebook group in order to get the details about that Zoom call that's coming up. So make sure you take a moment to join, and you'll have all that information as it comes out. Also with that, I've personally purchased 21 copies, because it is 2021, of Mark's new book, Win the Day, in which he talks uh, very specifically about his own journey to writing and publishing. And I want to be able to give those away to the first 21 members to join the group. So if you're hearing this, it's really quick and easy to be able to do that. You can just request to join by going to pastorwriter.com slash insider, pastorwriter.com slash insider. It will take you over to that Facebook group where you can request access. Um, I'm really, really excited about this group because I think it's been a missing piece of the podcast for a long time. Every week you get to listen to me talking and other guests talking, and thankfully several of you will reach out to me over social media or by email. But there's so much great work happening by listeners, so many great writers who are a part of the audience of this podcast that to be able to pull those resources together into a, a, a bigger community and a way of speaking and listening, I think is a big missing piece that I'm excited about. So, What's to come? Lots of live videos in that group. Hopefully be able to do interviews with some of you as members to talk about what you're working on, your own lessons in writing. And uh, I think it's going to be a great part, something I'm really looking forward to in 2021. So pastorwriter.com slash insider. Um, I'll also be mailing out a link to that group. So if you get emails from Pastor Writer, look for a link to the insider group in those emails. If not, sign up for emails. That's another way to get it. If nothing else, I'd love to hear what you're working on this year. Those are my big updates, the things to come. Maybe this is the year that you're planning on finishing your own manuscript. Maybe it's a year you've set aside to reach a new reading goal, or maybe there's a particularly difficult or tough book that you've been hoping to work through, and this is the year you're going to do it. 
uh, whatever it is that you've got planned for 2021, uh, tell me about it. Let me know what you're working on. I think it's fascinating. And uh, any way I can be a part of it or be a help to you in that, I really mean it when I say that I want to. You can always email me, chase at pastorwriter.com. And I can't wait for another year of great conversations, of more great writing and great books, and learning and growing, not just as a writer myself, but as a believer, as a follower of Christ, as a Christian, and as a part of this community, my own church community, and being a believer within this world, this world in which God is at work bringing about his salvation, this prologue of John, the word of God made known to man. How great it is to be a small participant and all that God is doing in this world. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time. As always, you can find show notes for today's episode by going to pastorwriter.com slash 134. While you're there, you'll find a link to the Pastor Writer Insiders Facebook group, as well as a link to the writing resources that I mentioned that's up in the top navigation under writing. And if you haven't already, maybe you'd consider subscribing to the show or sending me feedback, as I mentioned, through a review. You can do that anywhere you listen to podcasts by clicking one of the star ratings or typing out a short message and posting it as a review. That helps give me feedback, but also helps other people discover the show. As always, thanks for listening. Looking forward to another year together. Until next time.